This episode is brought to you by ABC. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. Andy finally becomes captain, and she's going to give it her all to be the best leader the station has ever seen. Will she succeed? Get ready for fiery new romances and high adrenaline rescues. Watch the Station 19 season premiere tonight at a new time, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. How do you make a vacation last? How do you hold on to the joy, the clarity, the calm? Easy. You go to Aruba. You'll spend your time relaxing on cool, white, sandy beaches and floating in healing blue water. You'll meet locals brimming with gratitude for an island that redefines what a paradise can be. You won't just feel great. You'll feel relaxed, renewed, and ready for life. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your trip at aruba.com. Rush Limbaugh shared his comedy for years. Now you'll hear it here. It's the Rob Carson Show. And by the grace of God, it is finally Friday. Welcome to the show. Please come inside. Uh, got a new microphone today. I don't know if that's going to make any uh, difference in the sound to you. It might sound a little less uh, poppy or, I don't know, kind of like CHR Consumer Hit Radio, everybody. Hey, how you doing? So anyway, uh, hi. Hello. Uh, thank God it's Friday. It's the uh, Friday before Super Bowl. My team's in the uh, in the Super Bowl, which of course is the uh, Kansas City Chiefs, and uh, that's really all I'm going to say about it. It's uh, you know there's a big Super Bowl on Sunday. We're all going to stuff ourselves silly. I just laid out the chicken wings, and uh, and I've got some enchiladas, and uh, and we're going to do some other stuff. But that's about it. There you go. All right. So Super Bowl. Woo. Okay. Cool. Let's move on. Uh- <laughs> You know, it's like, uh, you know, I'm not a big, I'm not a big sports guy. I mean, I like sports, but I kind of, you kind of have to choose between one or the other. I think if you're going to be a sports commentator, you're going to be a political commentator. I decided to be like a comedy and, and, uh, and politics. And so I don't really mess a whole lot with sports. Uh, unless I, you know, I'm, I'm, I, I want the Chiefs to win. Yay. Patrick Mahomes is awesome. Uh, I, I'm thinking about getting the Kansas City jersey and I'm going to get, uh, a Pacheco jersey is what I'm going to get because that guy was working at Wendy's this, this time last year and he's become this amazing running back. So, uh, I might get a Pacheco jersey today. We'll see if it comes in a uh, XXL that I will get a Pacheco jersey. But other than that, I'm just going to cook and eat and we're just going to have a great time on, uh, on uh, on Super Bowl Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. So a lot of uh, hearings on Capitol Hill yesterday, the weaponization of the federal government. None of this comes as a real surprise to me because I've been talking about it for a really long time. And even if you weren't listening to the show, you know, before the show signed on nationally, you will hear that I called for the FBI to be, like I have any sway, I called for the FBI to be completely, um, figuratively blown up and reinvented. And, and I heard a lot of people defending the FBI and the field agents. And yes, of course, the field agents, blah, blah, blah. I get it, I get it, I get it. But the FBI is rotten at the top. It is absolutely rotten. It is a weaponized Stasi. It is. Uh, yesterday on Capitol Hill, all of the all of the naysaying and the nonsense that came from idiots like AOC the day before yesterday talking about it. This this Hunter laptop thing is only a half truth, and what she was literally uh, waylaid yesterday by some of the uh, testimony yesterday on Capitol Hill. Not only 
about the FBI and the weaponization of the FBI against the American people, which, by the way, should cast a major shadow and has to cast a major shadow on the investigation of January 6th defendants who have been in jail for over 700 days in the United States of America. We have a political prison that makes Abu Ghraib look like a country club. And it is being run by apparatchiks, Democrat Party uh, sycophants who work in that prison in Washington, D.C., who have kept people there, who have kept them from their counsel, who have kept them from clean drinking water, from medical treatments. Every night at 9 o'clock, they sing the national anthem. They are abused every day, sometimes in a racist fashion, by the way. We've heard it time and time again. And sooner or later, some people are going to have to pay for all of this malfeasance. Some people are going to have to pay for all of these abuses and usurpations against the American people. The FBI being weaponized against parents who criticize this idiotic, hate-filled curricula called CRT. Uh, Parents who go after school boards for saying we don't want sex and sexuality in our kids' libraries. And we certainly aren't down with this idiotic and very Mengele-esque transgender nonsense that is happening in uh, cities and states around the country and it's finally come to the light of day thankfully and hopefully things are turning around if you are a democrat in good standing and you look at all of the things that the democrat party is in right now i'm sorry i'm a little worked up today if you look at your democrat party right now and you see all of the things that i've just mentioned and you say i'm cool with it you're a part of the problem There have been a lot of political movements in the past that have gone on to great evil. And all it took was a few people going, oh, you know, know, it doesn't bother me. It doesn't affect me. Uh, Kids getting their genitals cut off and then then castrated, chemically castrated, and uh, and having their uh, healthy breast tissue removed at 14 years old. That doesn't bother me. It's not me. The FBI going after families, you know, know, because they're speaking out at school board meetings. That doesn't impact me. That's not a really big deal. Those January 6th defendants, they were terrorists, even though they were never, it was never declared an insurrection. The FBI even said it wasn't an insurrection January the 6th, all right? Meanwhile, the FBI did not go after people who literally tried to burn down a federal courthouse in Portland for an entire summer and caused $2 billion worth of damage, thousands of police injuries, and dozens of deaths. And if you sit there and go, well, that didn't really impact me, that's it. Sooner or later, it's going to catch up to you. And sooner or later, history is going to catch up to you and your party. And you're going to go, what the hell? was I thinking? Why wasn't I fighting against this? And I'm going to tell you right now is probably a good time for you to have a little come to Jesus moment, like a lot of people are having around the country. And uh, and if you just sit there and you think it's going to happen somewhere else, but it's not going to impact me, then sooner or later, you're going to regret the decision. I'm not saying you're, you're going to morally, you're going to be judged for it. All right. Maybe in this life and maybe in the afterlife. But I'm telling you right now, you might want to rethink the position of your party and talk to your party leaders about changing the direction of the party that supports abortion to uh, to birth that is uh, one of its major tenets of the party, one of the platforms, is just killing babies, sooner or later you're going to have to go, wow, I was down with that. So all of this is coming out in the wash, and honestly, if you think it just impacts somebody else, 
uh, you're wrong. What about a party that would be completely cool with censoring medical professor uh, professionals on uh, on COVID information, school closings, and whatnot? We have a, the FBI literally and the uh, the DHS literally shutting down with social media any alternative treatments to COVID, hurting everyone towards the government chosen pharma companies for their for their vaccine. And by the way, not holding the pharma companies liable for vaccine injuries. Again, all of this, you're going to one day look back and go, what the hell was I thinking? And if you don't feel anything right now about that, if you're so unplugged that none of this impacts you, then just sit back and let the adults take charge and we will show you. That's what we saw on Capitol Hill yesterday. And it's kind of interesting, the mayor of uh, East Hanover, New Jersey, and four members of the township council have switched from Democrat to Republican. Do I say that the Republicans are always on the right side of history? Hell no. Mitch McConnell, bye-bye. Mitt Romney, bye-bye. That wing of the Republican Party is done as far as I'm concerned. We can't do anything about Mitch McConnell. But there has been ushered in a new generation of Republicans, and they were ushered in by a guy named Donald Trump who came in, and you can thank him for getting the ball rolling on all of this criminality, abuse, abuse of power, abuse of uh, the Justice Department, abuse of our health care departments, the CDC and the HHS. You can thank Donald Trump for exposing that. And when he is the president again, and this election won't be stolen, then it's really going to hit the fan and people are going to go to jail for this. People are going to go to jail for all of this. And I'll get to exactly what uh, what those things are here as the show progresses, because I have a lot of audio yesterday from Capitol Hill exposing the FBI, exposing lobbyists, the, uh, the lobbying tunnel, the pipeline that goes from government to Big Pharma, that goes from government to Google, that goes from government to Twitter, that goes from government to Facebook, all of these agencies they send their minions when they're done serving in the government to these private agencies, and then they start doing the dirty work that the government can't legally do. Like shutting down free speech. Like shutting down free speech. Yeah. Uh-huh. So uh, Mayor uh, <clears throat> Joseph Mayor Pinello said that the party flip in the township of 12,000 people will be the best move to represent the constituents deciding uh, what he called nastiness on social media that further divides a wedge between voters. Municipal leaders have a responsibility to best represent their constituents, and it is our belief this change of party is in the best interest of the community. Combating the overburdening and unrealistic fair housing mandates, keeping taxes stable, enhancing our parks and interest in public safety to our uh, to be our local uh, priorities. Every decision my administration makes is about putting East Hanover first. That is no different. So, no, for instance, defunding the police. That's another thing that the Democrat Party did, that Democrats still espouse, that has caused untold suffering in America's biggest cities run exclusively by Democrats. Okay? So, uh, uh, the southern border. There's another thing. The southern border. The five million illegals who've come across the uh, southern border, who've caused untold damage to border towns and have uh, uh, spread across our country, uh, along with fentanyl, along with 108,000 uh, drug 
deaths, drug ODs last year, and fentanyl, which literally is disguising prescription medication as uh, as uh, fentanyl, and then kids dying because of it because they think they're taking a Xanax. They think they got a Xanax or they got an ADHD med online, and they take a fentanyl and they die. In the D.C. the area the other day, a kid in high school died in the bathroom doing just that. And parents had been warning about that forever, that it was going to happen. We, uh, we live in very troubling times, and as I have said, 2023 not only will be the beginning of a new American revolution, it has to be. It has to be. And you need to decide which side of morality you want to be on. Because I think all of the things I just listed there, if you are down with all of these things that have been espoused by our government and the Democrat Party, then you're not only on the wrong side of history, you're on the wrong side of morality. So here's the number if you want to uh, chime in. It is 800-922-6680. We've got great audio from Elise Stefanik yesterday. We've got Representative Mike Johnson yesterday, Professor Jonathan Turley being questioned about the FBI, collaborating against the American people to shut down free speech and consequently a lot of your choices, like whether or not you want to get a vaccine or whether or not you can get a hold of medicine that actually works and has worked around the world, like hydroxychloroquine or ivermectin which, of course, the government immediately said was misinformation or disinformation. And that's another thing, guys. All of this can be distilled down to one word the last few years, and that is the use of the words disinformation and misinformation. These are words that were used by Joseph Stalin in 1923 to shut down political dissent. And I guess the Democrat Party and those in charge of the deep state thought that because they've so... Uh, infiltrated American academia that that history would be forgotten but fortunately some of us looked it up and realized this is an old playbook that has been used before it has failed and it has resulted in tens of millions of deaths so fortunately it's been exposed before anything like that could happen here so anyway, uh, welcome to it. We've got a lot of stuff on the show. Not only Capitol Hill, we've got uh, some great Matt Walsh audio from a congressional hearing in Oklahoma about this transgender nonsense. Uh, and of course, again, your phone calls at 800-922-6680. It's a Friday edition of the Rob Carson Show. He's the best thing to come out of Iowa since Superman and Captain Kirk. It's the Rob Carson Show. Yesterday on Capitol Hill, we continued the uh, the hearings with regard to the weaponization of the federal government to shut down freedom of speech, uh, to uh, basically uh, issue mandates, uh, thought mandates <clears throat> about everything. You couldn't have a thought on uh, on COVID, COVID treatment, uh, COVID school closings. Remember that? Remember that? You couldn't say anything about it? Remember when things were called disinformation and misinformation? I remember, uh, you know, for instance, trying to post a video from Robert Malone, one of the guys who actually created the mRNA vaccine. And the federal government, by calling whatever he said misinformation or disinformation, literally took fantastic physicians and scholars who have uh, histories of uh, incredible inventions and, uh, and uh, a body of work that is undeniable and labeled them as deniers or crazy. That's been done before. 
Okay, remember the uh, the re-education camps? There must be something wrong with your mind when you believe something like that. There must be something wrong with your mind. You need to go get re-educated. And if you don't get re-educated, then, uh, you know, things like what's happening to the January 6th prisoners happens. This is uh, Lee Stefanik yesterday showing that uh, a lot of the uh, the, the freshman uh, Congress people in uh, Washington, D.C. Uh, are the, the ones with balls, actually, are the women. Here is uh, Miss Stefanik yesterday on Capitol Hill. Much more. There was a corrupt revolving door at the highest levels between the FBI and Twitter. Look no further than Jim Baker, former general counsel at the FBI who helped unlawfully investigate Donald Trump in the 2016 election. Or look at Jim Comey's deputy chief of staff, who became the director of strategy at Twitter. Isn't it true, according to the Twitter files, that there were so many FBI officials who then went to work at Twitter that that created their own Slack channel and crib sheet for onboarding? The Twitter files confirm that, correct? Correct. That is uh, Professor Jonathan Turley, by the way. Are you aware as the American people are aware that according to polling, of the people that were made aware of the Hunter Biden laptop story, 53% would have changed their vote, including 60 Now, this is where we get into the electioneering thing. And this is where uh, I have always said that the 2020 election was a sham, a shakedown, a put on. But we couldn't say anything about it the day after the election. The day after the election, before January 6th, uh, more than a month before the January the 6th, you couldn't say anything about it. So what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Well, you're going to get about a million people. You're going to go to Washington, D.C. on the day that they're supposed to certify the election, and you're going to do, go to a rally, a peaceful rally. Trump rallies are always peaceful, and they did. And because people couldn't say online and the news wasn't covering any uh, election malfeasance that been, had been alleged, they had to go to D.C., and then, of course, they were uh, infiltrated by about 14 other left-leaning groups. They were able to get into what's supposedly one of the most uh, secure buildings in, in Washington, D.C. They literally put on the other side of the building a billion-dollar uh, visitor's center where you have to go through metal detectors to get in. But somehow people were able to walk up and be let in. Or we're able to take a little, uh, uh, you know, a little hammer, knock out a, a window, reach in and grab the the uh, the doorknob and open it up. It happened on January the seventh. I said, "There's something really wrong about this. That they're overplaying this. They're making it so big. They're saying it's the worst attack since September the eleventh, and yet they opened the building two hours later to certify the election." Which would say to me there was no damage inside of the building. There's no burning. There's nothing. Uh, nobody leaped to their deaths from the Capitol. But you were told you couldn't say anything about it. You couldn't say anything about it. So you kind of have kind of given the American people, particularly those who, I don't know, love freedom and truth, no, no solution. No ability to express yourself or to say, hey, there's something wrong here. Or... What's guaranteed by our First Amendment, which is to be able to go to Washington, D.C. and have our leaders address their grievances. That's what this is all about. One percent of Democrats. This is the definition of election meddling, and it's the definition of election meddling by the FBI on behalf of Democrats paid for by the U.S. taxpayers. It's collusion, it's corruption, and it's unconstitutional. One hundred percent. 
they were deeply involved in electioneering. In 2016, with James Baker as the lead counsel for the FBI, literally creating a Russia collusion hoax and a dossier paid for by Hillary Clinton and the DNC, she's already been fined for it. Okay, then the FBI wanted to pay Christopher Steele a million dollars to uh, to verify what was in the dossier. He said, I can't. James Baker then left the FBI under pressure, I believe, and went to Twitter where he interfered in Twitter's and uh, the rest of social media uh, censoring Hunter Biden's laptop. Censoring the story in October before November, and what Ms. Stefani just said there was it would have impacted how people voted. You combine that with a half a billion dollars from Mark Zuckerberg, changing of election laws in the five major battleground states, stop vote counting on the night of election night and the next morning, have millions of votes come in almost exclusively for Joe Biden. See, all, this is all the stuff that you couldn't say on social media. This is all the things that the government said was misinformation and disinformation. This is why people went to Washington, D.C. on January the 6th to peacefully protest and they were infiltrated. More from Capitol Hill. Uh, Adrian, you hold on. You'll be the next caller. The number is 800-922-6680. This is The Rob Carson Show. European American Armory Corp, or EAA Corp, is specialized in providing high-quality, innovative, and reasonably priced firearms to the U.S. since 1990. You can choose from a wide selection of unique and traditional pistols, whether you're looking for a concealed carry, revolver, shotgun, or competition pistol, EAA Corp has it. EAA's 1911 series comes in compact carry or full size in three popular calibers. If you're a first-time gun owner, EAA Corp's all-in-one 9mm MC9 Striker fire pistols come fully equipped in a sleek, light, ergonomic package ideal for everyday carry. In addition, their lineup includes the MC312 series of 12-gauge shotguns for hunting, sporting, tactical, or personal defense that will exceed your expectations. There is a limited lifetime warranty on every series available today at EAA Corp. EAA Corp says get the quality firearm you've always wanted and save yourself a lot of hard-earned money. Visit EAACorp.com. That's EAACorp.com to learn more and order online or through your local dealer. I will take care of this. I will end this. I will make sure we have a plan. He got 81 million votes. Yeah. Right. It's the Rob Carson Show. Don't worry. All you really need to know is that your federal government, without telling you, created a department of disinformation, and they thought they could get away with it. They thought they could get away with it. And I've said uh, the uh, for the last two years, what's happened in America is not organic. None of this madness is is organic. None of it is... Uh, by happenstance, it's by design. All of the uh, the uh, transgender nonsense in schools, all of the uh, COVID misinformation and disinformation, all of the silencing of, uh, of freedom of speech is is uh, part of a, a uh, an epic takedown of the country. I said it's part of the uh, the class of 1968. It's the moist dream of the class of 1968, and uh, they almost got away with it if it weren't for you meddling kids, as they used to say on Scooby Doo. 
And uh, yesterday on Capitol Hill, thankfully, we were able to uh, not let the Democrats steal the House of Representatives uh, because there were lots of questions about the elections uh, with regard to the Senate in states like, I don't know, Nevada and Arizona. Arizona. Yeah, you're actually able to say that Arizona was stolen, but people like Piers Morgan uh, still choose to uh, believe otherwise. You'd have to be a fool to think that the uh, Arizona gubernatorial race were uh, fair at all. Uh, Just look at the damned evidence, okay? And you know why I think it's stolen? Because I'm not stupid. You know what else? Uh, I I didn't believe that schools needed to be shut down for COVID. You know why? Because I'm not stupid. I didn't think that people uh, should be restricted from going to church because I'm not stupid. And you know what? If you look at, okay, for instance, couldn't go to church, couldn't open your restaurant, liquor stores could stay open, Home Depot, Target could stay open. Where are the massive class action lawsuits against Home Depot and Target and the body pits behind the buildings if this were the worst pandemic in the history of mankind? Joe Biden, when he took office, 400,000 people had supposedly died of COVID, and he did a candlelight vigil on the Lincoln Memorial. It was purely political. And since then, what, a million two have supposedly died of COVID in the United States? And where's the memorial for that? Yeah, it's, it's just, it's, it's remarkable. If you just back up and you just kind of go, this doesn't make any sense. And you use what I have, which is life experience, research, and common sense. It all kind of makes sense, doesn't it? This is uh, Representative Dan Bishop talking with uh, Professor Jonathan Turley yesterday about the FBI being weaponized to censor free speech and and throw elections. The question that gets at me is this. How could the FBI, which is sworn to protect the Constitution, ever justify using intense application of its resources, agents, etc., to urge social media platforms to use those standards to take down speech that the Constitution protects. Because they could. Yeah, this goes to the, the sort of bifurcated issue here legally. That is, you have on one hand the question of the agency relationship, which actually some courts like the Eighth Circuit and Dawson uh, the Sixth Circuit and Page have had analogous cases where they said that there was an agency when a government official made a call and, and, and uh, negative actions were taken. But there's also the direct action. Obviously, federal agents are government actors. And you know, like taking uh, certain politicians who are running for election off of social media before the election, like we heard yesterday with Lauren Boebert and MTG, and uh, oh, I don't know, Donald Trump being restricted on Twitter before the election, then taken down completely afterwards. And isn't it funny that after all of this is being exposed on Capitol Hill, suddenly Facebook yesterday decides to let Donald Trump back on Facebook and Instagram? You know why? Because they see the writing on the wall and they see that hell is coming for them. In these cases, you have the agency identifying American citizens and others uh, for their viewpoints and saying, we think these people uh, should be suspended or removed. And it, I have to, as I say in my testimony, it's a particularly ominous thing to have the... Ch- Remember when the FBI and DOJ said that the white supremacy was the big thing uh, that is uh, going to impact the country, the most dangerous threat that we face, even though nobody nobody who's listening right now 
uh, really knows a white supremacist, and uh, the white supremacist uh, movement was always a fringe movement, uh, largely driven by Democrats, created by uh, uh, the KKK, created by Democrats. Chief law enforcement agency performing this role, uh, an agency with incredible powers. Uh, but this wasn't the normal situation of a public affairs office where someone says, look, the FBI did this and the public affairs office says, you know what, that was a state raid. That was, we weren't even in that issue. They did it in private. Right. Here you had the government itself looking for citizens who should be silenced and targeted. That's a problem in and of itself. It also (laughs) triggers an agency relationship. Do we want to go back to the day when governments created those types of lists? Yeah, well, that's what they did. And now we know it. And listen to this. This is pretty interesting. Washington Examiner did a post. And I've been talking about uh, what I call conservative apartheid. And conservative apartheid has been happening in this country a very long time. That's why, you know, uh, Fox News doesn't have uh, General Motors as a sponsor. Uh, That's why Newsmax doesn't have Pfizer as a sponsor. Because uh, they've been blacklisted in many many ways by leftist groups. You don't see Procter & Gamble on conservative networks. You don't see a Tide laundry detergent on uh, on conservative networks. What you do see, you gold, gold supplies, you see uh, survival supplies, you see life insurance, you think, see things like that, because those are organizations that are like, hey, you know what? Uh, the mainstream media is blacklisting us, too. We'll go to conservative media. So the Washington Examiner has delved into the inner workings of groups and the relationships with ad companies, and uh, as they essentially using their influence with these ad companies to target right-wing outlets. So not only do they take networks off the air like OAN and Newsmax from DirecTV, they also get advertisers to boycott them so it will drive them out of business. This has been happening forever. Some brands are reaching out to third-party companies tasked with tracking what they deem to be disinformation, which is what the government created a department for. You see how thick this is? They're thick as thieves. Thereby advising the brand to defund websites the organization believes are spreading falsehoods or misleading narratives. The only organization that can declare something disinformation that has any standing or is is paid attention to it all, it doesn't mean it's truth, it's the government. Global Disinformation Index is what it's called. One of the organizations is called the Global Disinformation Index. Its website states plainly, we exist to disrupt online disinformation. The organization asserts that disinformation is largely motivated by financial gain, the result of the dominant attention-driven business models that drive today's Internet. In order to reduce what it considers disinformation... The GDI works to remove the financial incentive to create it. So they go after advertisers. They go after ad- failing to specify how it specifically determines intentional or specific criteria for misleading narrative. Instead, GDI uses vast generalizations in its summary asserting that narratives it considers to be adversarial. If left unchecked, will result in dire consequences, including violence, illness, and death. This is where you get the uh, the uh, trope from universities that says that speech is violence, but it's only it's only conservative speech. Now, this GDI disinformation risk assessment examined 69 news sites and uh, rated right-leaning sites such as the Federalist. 
The Blaze, One America News, which was just banned last year from uh, DirecTV, The Daily Wire, and American Spectator as some of the riskiest websites. Meanwhile, it has ranked left-wing and establishment outlets like the Huffington Post, BuzzFeed, and others as less least risky. So that's how they're doing it, guys. That's how they're doing it. COVID and anti-vax content, mask protests, lockdown protests, voter fraud around the 2020 election, and uh, and uh, being pro-life are considered to be adversarial narratives. That's where it, it's labeled disinformation by the government. And clearly, organizations like this use that information and take those marching orders and shut down freedom of speech. I know I'm throwing a lot at you here. I just, I, I, I researched the hell out of this because it's bloody important and it also has impacted me greatly from everything from my Facebook page to my YouTube channel to my Twitter feed to my ability to monetize on Facebook. Even my, the t-shirt company that has been handling my politically incorrect t-shirts, okay? It's called T Public, and I'm dropping them by the way. T Public censored some of my designs. I have one that I was wearing earlier. It has a picture of the Chinese communist flag, and it says, Chuck Fina. They took it down. They took it down. There's been a bunch of them like that. Nothing offensive and mildly offensive in that T-shirt, but there were some other ones that were like, Joe Biden is not my president. They took it down. So it goes everywhere from academia to the federal government to to law enforcement to companies literally telling you where you should or should not spend your advertising dollars because those places spread disinformation. And it has harmed so many people as far as their ability to express themselves, monetize themselves. And they're still doing it. They're still doing it. DirecTV took Newsmax off. They're going to go after Fox. They are going to do everything they can to shut down all of it. But it's not going to work. Because while this has worked in places like the Soviet Union and Communist China and North Korea, it has never been done in a country where we've had a First Amendment for 250 years. Let's go to Adrian in uh, Milford, Virginia. Hello there, Adrian. Welcome to the show. Thanks for holding. What's on your mind? Not a problem. Hey, man. Uh, well, i got some good news. Let me, let me tell you first part what I called in for. Well, I've been called a white supremacist, but there's only one problem. I'm as brown as a refried bean, so I don't know what a white supremacist is anymore. So I'll, I'll leave it at that. Uh, hey, man, I, I'm, I'm a Latino. I'm as brown. I'm gun-ho American, but, hey, I've been called a white supremacist. So I'm like, I look at myself in the mirror like, maybe I am white. I don't know. Hey, Adrian, 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 are you sure you're, are you sure you're not Latinx? Hey, look, man, if I'm Latinx, baby, I don't know what that is either, but, hey, whatever. <laughs> All right, what else, man? What else? Anyway, so let me ask you this, man. I, I you know, everything you're saying today, you're, you're on point. You're on fire, man. So my question is to you. I have some some older ladies who who I love, who are dear to me, my neighbors. We live on you know a few acres, and they the next acres over. With that being said, um, how, how are we going to penetrate folks like like these ladies who I love, and like I said, they're dear to me. I cut their yard. I look out for them. You know, they're sisters. They live together, but they. For the life of me, believe everything Biden and the Democrats said. They don't believe, let me just finish this. They don't believe in killing babies in the womb. They don't yeah. believe in transgender. They don't believe in open borders. They don't, but they just won't. They're, they're blue tick hounds, man. They're, they're hardcore. Yeah. And so There's nothing you're going to do about it. 
There's nothing you're going to do about those people. But here's the, here's the thing, Adrian. You realize in the midterms that Republicans got more than five million votes than Democrats. <clears throat> No, I was not aware of that. But now no, it, it actually happened. But because of uh, 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 gerrymandering, because of uh, ballot harvesting, Democrats are able to hang on to uh, uh, seats that they otherwise would not have. As far as reaching those ladies, you're never going to. Uh, all we have okay, to do so is you're never going to reach those people. And and if, if they vote, that's fine. But we I think we outnumber them. All you can do is is uh, uh, spread the truth when you can. Uh, if you do have political discussions with them, obviously keep it civil. And uh, and and if they don't listen at that point, then finally just say, okay, then let's just talk about the, the flowers. There's nothing <laughs> you're going to be able to do. There's nothing hey, you're going to be able to do, Adrian. It's rough. But look, okay, so... So let me ask you this last question. So is this is this election coming up in 24? Is this going to be all hands on deck? I mean, if you're a Republican that's 18 year old, or you're a 865 year old Republican, yeah. is it going to be hands on for everybody? Of course it is. We got to, we've got to get as involved in the election process, and and unfortunately, I hate to say it, uh, as long as the election laws are where they are, we have got to get involved in uh, helping out, getting ballots from uh, places like nursing homes, doing it, uh, doing it uh, legally. By the way, getting the word out, and then of course investigating any sort of malfeasance. Well, Rob, thank you for taking my call from white right, from one white supremacist to another. Yes. Man. I- have a great weekend. <laughs> all right, man. See you later. We got to take a break. This is the Rob Carson Show. To all the Brandons out there, we salute you and say, let's go, Brandon. It's the Rob Carson Show. You remember when uh, Senator Harry Reid said of Mitt Romney that he's never um, paid any income taxes? And the media said, okay, yeah, okay, he hadn't paid any income taxes. And Harry Reid knew it was a lie and admitted later that it was a lie, but it worked. It worked. Now, the FBI is doing the opposite of that. The FBI created the Russia collusion hoax with Donald Trump, which I said at the very beginning, there's no way. Russia had no compelling interest in having Donald Trump as the president, but every compelling interest to have Hillary Clinton there because she got $250 million annually from Russian oligarchs into her fraudulent uh, global initiative after signing off on the Uranium One deal, okay, Uh, among other things. So uh, it, it, when, when Democrats uh, are able to lie and get away with it, um, Republicans, uh, when they're screaming the truth, nobody will listen to them. Uh, Chuck Grassley, by the way, says that he knows, and through whistleblowers, that uh, Joe Biden was involved in criminal activity. I'll share some of his audio in a second. But yesterday on Capitol Hill, the, uh, the hearings for the weaponization of the federal government uh, using social media to shut down dissent something I came up with a couple of years ago. Dissent is not disinformation. Here is uh, Representative Mike Johnson talking about uh, Merrick Garland's DOJ not going after Antifa members who burn cities or Black Lives Matter who burn cities, but parents who just went to school board meetings to say, I don't want my kids taught nonsense about CRT or transgenderism or pornographic books. And just do a little research. Just do a little. You'll see the images, okay? And it should be beyond debate. Uh, Books like Lawn Boy. I'm not going to get into it. But here is uh, Mike Johnson talking about what the DOJ did against parents who were just trying to defend their kids against propaganda. Uh, The school board's issue. 
On June 22, 2021, Loudoun County parent Scott Smith spoke out at his local school board meeting and he was arrested. On September 29, citing Mr. Smith's arrest as an example, the National School Boards Association sent a letter to the Biden administration requesting federal law enforcement involvement in local school board disputes. Now, here's what's really important. We learn later that the White House helped the NSBA draft that letter to itself. On October 4th, Attorney General Merrick Garland issued the now infamous memo directing federal law enforcement to mobilize against the parents of schoolchildren who protest at their local school board meetings. He turned the FBI, the U.S. Attorney's offices, wow. the full weight of the Federal Department of Justice against the very citizens they were sworn to defend and protect. Well, it, it takes a special kind of evil to do what the federal government has been doing against you and me. It really does. I, I use the uh, movie Enemy of the State. I might have to watch that again this week at Will Smith and uh, Gene Hackman. And I was looking at uh, the characters in it like uh, 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 Jack Black. And I was like, man, how could those people do that to an innocent person? To destroy their lives, to take over their bank accounts, to shut down their speech? And I'm like, oh, my God. This is happening. Here's a little bit more from uh, Representative Mike Johnson. On October 12th, we learned that the Loudoun County parent Scott Smith's daughter was actually sexually assaulted at her, at her school. Dad went to the, uh, to the school board meeting to say his daughter had been sexually assaulted by a transgendered girl who was a boy who went into the bathroom and assaulted her. And that the school board covered it up. And that was the reason why that dad showed up to protest. Because uh, transgender surgery is disinformation. There's nothing wrong with it. It's normal. Nine days later, October 21st, happened to be the day previously scheduled for Attorney General Merrick Garland himself to appear before our House Judiciary Committee. What happened then? In that hearing, as my colleagues will remember, he was forced to acknowledge before our committee that the NSBA letter was the basis of his memo targeting concerned parents. Huh. But he refused to acknowledge the obvious chilling effect that memo involving the full weight of the federal law enforcement apparatus would have on parents' protected First Amendment speech. All right, so coming up, uh, some audio from Chuck Grassley saying that the Biden family was involved in criminal activity. This is The Rob Carson Show. News breaks every minute, every day. You need the app, the Newsmax app. Find it free on your smartphone store. Then watch us anytime, anywhere. 